0: Hey everybody, welcome in to another episode of the Hockey Show Podcast. I want to announce that I have purchased the WWE, so I am now the new owner of the WWE. My name is Nick.
1: Crown Prince, Nick Pearl. Uh, (laughs) And I am John.
0: Uh, Yeah. I
1: I actually went out of my way to not purchase the WWE this week.
0: Ah, okay, okay. But you can vote for John for the All-Star Game on Twitter, just... Just vote for him on Twitter by tweeting his name.
1: Yeah, apparently that's they're not limiting it to a set ballot, and I kind of you remember what happened last time you did this, right? And yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I've already seen the Liber hijack crowd, uh, or hijack. Sorry, Uh, I've already seen the crowds of people on the internet trying to push their team's worst player. (laughs) <laughs> it's pretty damn great. I would love another John Scott situation at the all-star game. I'm sure it's not going to happen because they're going to be able to rig Twitter a little bit easier, but come on.
1: <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it it makes for some of the best stories when you let them do stuff like that. So if, if they start doing it for people that, uh you know, that aren't necessarily the worst one on the team, or, I guess, I guess what's probably more important to the NHL is why they're picking so, some of these guys rather than if uh, someone less deserving ends up on, on the team, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, because
1: for, for Arbor, <laughs> yeah, it, well, I think Arbor Hijack, they're picking on him because the he's a fan favorite because they want to see him there that the dude was working at yeah. Costco two years ago, and yeah. now he's in the NHL. That's a cool story. And it would be cool to follow him around the NHL all-star game for a bit in wow. Miami and kind of see what that's like. No, no, it wouldn't.
0: But uh it, it, either way, go ahead, vote for your favorite player on Twitter. But yeah, you mentioned it down in Miami. Uh That's where the all-star weekend and the all-star game is going to take place. February third and the fourth, and we know who's slated to be on the teams. We found out the rosters this week, and I want to get your take on this, John, because I've it's a, this has been hotly debated. I've seen people very angry at some of these decisions. So let's start with the Atlantic Division. Uh, Omar representing for goalies uh, from the Bruins. I think that's a
1: safe. Yeah. He, he's he been really good. Probably the best goalie in that division. And it's always cool to see somebody get a, a nod for the first time.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of first timers, Tage Thompson. Yep. That's,
1: I, I don't. I'm not sure who else you'd pick in his place. Uh, no. But
0: yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and remember everybody's got to be represented as well. So uh Yeah. Great pick there. Uh, Red Wings, Dylan Larkin representing.
1: Uh, again, not sure who else you'd pick there. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was probably going to be him or maybe Lucas Raymond or something. But yeah, it's, it makes sense. You got Matthew Kachuk from the Panthers. Uh, Kachuk is a little surprising uh, to see there. But I, I think that's just because there's so many... Other talent options uh, for Florida I was a little surprised That they didn't pick a single defenseman For the Eastern Conference yet Yeah, because
0: Golly, we actually go down A while Yeah, they didn't pick anybody From there Uh, Because then we get Nick Suzuki representing the Canadians Uh, Brady Kachuk for the Senators That's kind of cool You get both Kachuks get yeah two on, on the same brothers. team too yeah yeah uh kucherov of course represents the lightning uh mitch marner for the Leafs, which okay we're austin matthews didn't get the <laughs>
1: hey uh, I'm, I'm sure he'll get voted in at some point there On the yeah
0: record. he's probably going to be part of the fan vote in uh metropolitan division all right shvechnikov yeah I I guess that's probably your biggest name on the Hurricanes.
1: I'm surprised he hasn't gone to one before. But maybe Sebastian Ajo had gotten the nod in previous years for them. So that'll be cool to see him for the first time.
0: Yeah. Uh, No shock from Columbus. It's Goudreau. (laughs) Who else (laughs) has
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah, it was going to be him or line A for them, I think. So yeah. probably the right move there.
0: Uh, Jack Hughes from the Devils, yeah. I mean, maybe he sure, but...
1: Yeah, no, Jack Hughes, definitely the right yeah. choice there, for sure.
0: Which, the Devils are definitely like the Edmonton Oilers of the East. I've come to that decision after w- watching a few of their games in the sense of they are one line. That top line of Hughes, it is all Jack Hughes, the way Edmonton runs just directly through McDavid and Dreisaitl. That's what the devils are. They're a top line heavy team. And now that they're not getting the bounces from the secondary guys in the like, third and fourth line, that's they're relying on one line getting the job done. I just noticed that I I just noticed that watching that Rangers Devils game where I was like, good God, it really is just they can't stop one line. They look, you know, the other three are oh, okay, they can generate, but one line is dangerous.
1: Yeah. And I my gut reaction was to push back on that and say, well, there's more to the Devils than there is the Oilers. But the more I look at it, you know, there's they they good names outside of you know he sure and hughes they don't have great names outside of them mm-hmm. if that makes sense uh and and you know they have the one real good defenseman in Dougie Hamilton and everyone else is just kind of along for the ride and uh goaltending hasn't been their strong suit so yeah the uh the yeah. comparisons to Edmonton may be very apt there.
0: And that's not a bad comparison. We see what Edmonton did last year and what one line can do and Jack Hughes is 21, you know, I, yeah, you know, not to say Connor McDavid is like 35 cause he's what, like 26. So, you know, we're going to get these two doing this for a long time. So I'm, I'm, I don't know. It was, I noted just that Ranger nightmare of a game. The other day I was like, good God, it is very similar to me. Uh, here's where I saw some controversy and I might agree with it. Uh, The Islanders representative is Brock Nelson. The Rangers, first-timer, Vezna Trophy winner, Igor Shosturkin. But if you're looking at the numbers, I don't know if Shosturkin should represent for goalies. I think you should be looking to the
1: Islanders here. Which is surprising to hear a Rangers fan say, but I... I I had look at fans, the numbers. Just just look at the raw well.
0: numbers. If you just look at the raw numbers between the two, Shostakin is not the better goalie. I get why he's the goalie picked. I get why he's the representative. He. I mean, you know, it would make sense if they sent Adam Fox, one hundred percent as well. And that's who I thought it was going to be, since he's probably going to be the best defenseman in the league again this year, or at least is making a case for it for his second time already. But Shesterkin hasn't been making a push for Vesna again. The guy across town has, I, I don't know, but like, I, I get it. He is the, the the reigning Vesna winner. He is the name. Everybody loves chanting. He's, he is a draw. He is absolutely, absolutely. a draw. And sexier than Adam Fox. I hate to say that, but a goalie is a sexier draw than a defenseman.
1: Definitely. And out of uh, Islanders forwards, uh, my buddy that's an Islanders fan was really surprised to see that it was Brock Nelson rather than Barzal, who's been a point-of-game guy this year. And that's, yeah, and that's the other thing too, Uh, you know, I say they could have had
0: the goalie, but you bring up another great point. It could have been a few other people than Brock Nelson. Like, I don't... Get, the I don't know. That seemed very weird. The Islander pick seemed weird to me, because I really did think it was going goalie, and if it didn't, I figured Barzell as well. And then it goes Nelson, and then the... Okay, the Rangers are getting Shisterkin. Uh Whatever. That's fine. Uh, again, the other guys, I, I figure Barzell will be there i think everybody's gonna be there
1: yeah see i just i assumed that when they went to make these selections they had conversations to all with all the players to make sure they wanted to go and so i saw brock Hmm. nelson's name come up and just assumed oh Barzal didn't feel like going or is you know planning to have an injury that weekend or something like that but then you see Crosby and Ovechkin are on the list and okay they thank you <laughs> have both made it a point they've both made it a point of not going to all-star games for a while which you know is they' right uh, but is you know, it was just <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I was just a little surprised to see them both on there it's like okay so clearly they didn't talk to people before times. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, you're right, because I was I was gonna say Kevin Hayes for the Flyers, but then jump ahead and, and bring Kevin up, Hayes. Yeah, yeah. The the leading point scorer for the Flyers, their best player, healthy scratch, because you know John Tortorella, and we don't know what's going on in Philadelphia. Uh, but we do jump to the Penguins with Crosby and the Capitals with o, with Ovechkin. And like you said, both of them have made it a point in the past, uh, Ovechkin more so than Crosby, of if I'm selected to go, I'm not going, and I don't care whatever fine and suspension you levy my way. So I'm the, when I saw Ovechkin's name, the first thing I thought was, <laughs> that's cute, you think he's coming. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, uh, but again, who else are you going to pick on the Capitals at this point?
1: Yeah, it's, it's I I would have maybe you picked John Carlson, but I, I don't know that he's been all-star caliber this year, if that makes sense. But, yeah, I
0: feel like he's, uh, I feel like he was injured for a little while as well. He was part of all those, that crazy, because the Capitals have been a team that, started the year the way teams traditionally are ending the year with all the aches and pains and getting players back now. So but Carlson yeah. has been pretty quiet for most of the year. It really has just it's been a lot of Fox and uh uh McCar. So that's kind yeah, of where the conversation it's been, has been.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the how the rest of the roster ends up because I'm not sure how many positions that they're going to have or how many you need from each spot there or if they're just going to recognize that it's 3 on 3 and it doesn't really matter if it's forwards or defensemen uh but yeah yeah outside I know uh I think Carlson's injured right now actually so that would there certainly you know. explain that would, yeah that but yeah you you you're surprised they don't uh you know throw Kuznets Kuznetsov up there sometimes
0: yeah that's true um, and yeah, you bring up a great point with the defense because uh, you already said it, the, the East teams, Metro and Atlantic didn't pick any defensemen, didn't get any defensemen, but then you go over to the central, uh, and looking at their team really quickly before we start running down the roster three, we have three defensemen for the central that we're going to get to, uh, let's start with the center though. Clayton Keller, he's representing the coyotes. Yeah. <laughs> S- similar to
1: Philadelphia. Uh, you know, if you have to take a player from Arizona, your first option might be pass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then after that, uh, Clayton Keller, just as good, you know, just as good as any other option.
0: Yeah. I'm not going to discredit him in 36 games, 14 goals, 22 assists. But I mean, you know, that, that's that's all they have. That's yours. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's, he, he's, he's great for Arizona. I I'm just not entirely convinced yeah. he's a top line player on a whole lot of other teams.
0: No, probably uh third liner, maybe second at best, depending on the team, you know, like if it's like yeah. the Rangers and Gallant wants to just keep mixing up the lineups and is like, oh, hey, he's healthy is. scratch on yeah. the Rangers. For sure. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. He's gonna get he's gonna get dropped to uh, not playing in the third period, so that Barkley Goudreau can take his time. Uh, yeah. Seth Jones is going representing the Blackhawks. Uh, I actually honestly keep forgetting that he's there <laughs> because well because the whole conversation of the Blackhawks they've been so bad number one, but the uh, the other conversation is is, is, is what is Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane gonna hand them the teams that they're willing to be traded to what, when do they move on from, from that era of the Blackhawks?
1: I have an interesting bit of speculation about that, but we can get to that later. Let me add that to the end of the lineup here. Uh, (laughs) the, the, uh, the thing that really just stood out for some of these is like some of the teams, you know, it's like, well, they have a lot of other guys, but they've been injured or they haven't done as much or things like that. Like Kale McCarr, especially uh, not that he isn't one of the best defensemen in the league. And, you, but, you know, I think for an all-star game, you would typically say, oh, they don't want Landis Cog or they don't want McKinnon as a, like, oh, oh yeah, they've been hurt for part of the year. They probably want to take all-star weekend to sit in an ice bath.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, you mentioned McCar. He's representing the Avs. Uh, Dallas is Jason Robertson. Yeah. Uh, um,
1: again, first-timer. Love to see it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kirill uh, Kaprizov from the Wilds. I'm a big fan of his, actually. I, I He scored one hell of a goal against the Rangers uh, last night on Tuesday night.
1: He is just so stupid good that he would yeah. be perfect. <laughs> he's perfect for events like this. I, and yeah. I know we were all we were all a little worried about him this summer when he was having issues getting out of Russia, but uh you know good to see him uh being rewarded for doing so.
0: Oh my god, him him and three and three hockey. It's gonna be so much fun to see him out there. Like I'm picturing him. With Robertson and Tarasenko at some point, and just how much fun that could be—that <laughs>
1: like, could, be could, really be, cool. could be a real embarrassment of riches situation, you know. Yeah, that, there's only one puck, so yeah. you have to make a choice <laughs> at that point.
0: Yeah, um, well, I figure Robertson would pass, but <laughs> <laughs> Who does he pass to And which one makes the beautiful move? Yeah. Um, all right, so Tarasenko represents the Blues, as I just said. Uh, Morrissey is for the Winnipeg Jets.
1: Real ballbuster that Morrissey.
0: <laughs> and uh, Saros is uh, representing as the goalie from the Nashville
1: Predators. And Jordan yeah. Binnington being robbed on the <laughs> team front.
0: Yeah, I heard he threw a water bottle at um, his teammates. Uh, he was very mad that he didn't get to go.
1: <laughs>
0: Tersenko was doing his uh, presser, and all of a sudden just a water bottle came. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> um, Pacific Division. Troy Terry representing the uh, Anaheim Ducks.
1: Uh, a little surprised to not okay. see of... Uh, God, I'm blanking on his name now. That's a great look for me. Uh, but yeah, I was yeah, a little that was... surprised that, that uh, Troy Terry was the one they went with over Trevor yeah, uh, yeah. but Yeah, but there's, you know, still plenty of chance that they'll get both of them.
0: Yeah, I hope Zegres gets to go. I would, uh, good golly, if any, if you're listening and you haven't seen Zegres play, watch, go, go seek out a Ducks game. I know that's crazy to say, but truly, like. You'll, you'll be very, very happy to watch that. Uh, Kadri, representing the Flames. Very cool. Cool, very okay.
1: Cool. I, I do really want to see Huberto go and then face uh, face off against uh, Kachuk and potentially yeah. Kachuk and Ekblad, whoever else they get for Florida. Like, if the All-Star game is supposed to be about the fans, you need to send Huberto, regardless of how he's been this year. Oh, gosh. That's... We need it. We want it. That's
0: that's something that... If you're booking this, all right? If you're the Saudis booking the WWE future... <laughs> um <laughs> I'm going to slide as many of the... Although, I do want to say... Side, uh, sidebar for the WWE here on this hockey show. It was never actually confirmed that that sale went through. And the original tweet that said it happened is no longer existent on the internet. So... The WWE yeah, did but... not sell to the Saudis, but it it was a uh, interesting thirteen hours as a wrestling fan. That's for sure.
1: Did did, did they uh, were they able to shoot down the idea of Vince coming back as head as creative too? Uh,
0: n- n- no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just just the deal with the Saudis was shot down. Everything else, kind of. Nobody said anything about which. Uh, yeah, if you've been watching wrestling. If you've been watching the WWE of late, you know this is bad. That's bad. Even if you haven't, <laughs> yeah. Even if you haven't, and and you just happen to see or know a wrestling fan, you can know that this is bad. Um, something that's good though, the Edmonton Oilers representative Connor McDavid. We don't need to discuss. Uh, see so it coming from a mile away,
1: but yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, yeah, it, this will be his sixth. Appearance, I wonder if he starts getting to the point where he starts opting out.
0: Um, and I want to stay, I stand corrected. I said he was 26, uh, Connor McDavid is 25. So,
1: <laughs> so yeah, save your tweets, it's okay. Yeah, sorry, we got
0: yeah, we got him. Uh, but good god, six all star games already, and he's 25, he's gone every year.
1: Yeah, uh, didn't go his rookie year, but he had a pretty big shoulder injury that year. And uh, probably uh, 2020 when they didn't have an all-star game. But other than that, he's been there.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's hysterical. He's so good. Uh, Kevin Fiala representing
1: the Kings. Uh, Very surprised to see it's his first time. Uh, Okay, that is surprising. Yeah, I would have assumed he would have gone before, but I guess all that time in Minnesota would have been playing second fiddle to a number of different boards there. So good for him, though. He's been great this year.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure uh, he's I understand. A good player. Oh, I do understand. He's a good player. Uh, <laughs> Eric Carlson, uh, of course, going to be representing the Sharks. Uh, Well-deserved with the bounce still, back, yeah. he's had. Oh god, yeah. Uh 40 assists, 13 goals, 39 games. Like wow. What a season and uh if he is still a San Jose Shark by the after the trade deadline, I would be shocked. Shocked.
1: With that contract, I wouldn't be.
0: Uh somebody's going to convince themselves. Like there's going to be a team that is not that has the cap space. I'm telling you, like an Ottawa is going to convince themselves that that reunion is worth it.
1: I, 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 t- I said it before, but the, the move for Ottawa is to sell the team and have that be the first thing that new ownership does. And, yeah. and then you will have 10 years of goodwill with your fans after doing that.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You,
1: nothing to worry about.
0: Uh, Matty Beneers, uh, Kraken.
1: Yeah. You, you don't see a lot of rookies uh, get into the all-star game, but uh, the way that team's mm-hmm. been this year, it absolutely makes sense. Uh, uh, but also, who
0: else are you going to invite from the Kraken?
1: Yeah, pl- similar to uh, what I said about New Jersey, uh, plenty of good options at forward, not a lot of great options. Uh, yeah. But, you know, when they talk about uh, there being a uh, lack of, you know, real solid defensemen, Uh, you could have done worse than Vince Dunn back there. Exactly.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, Elias Pettersson representing the Canucks.
1: Makes Uh, sense. Uh, yeah, I actually didn't realize how pretty. Yeah. Could have been Brock Besser, uh, Elias Pettersson, you know, just as good an option, uh, has, I would have assumed Quinn Hughes would have been a lock, but he has not quite been as solid as he has in previous years. So good yeah, to see uh, Elias Pettersson getting rewarded there.
0: Yeah, I I guess because Pettersson missed some time, I didn't realize the season he's had with the uh, 27 assists and 17 goals. So, all right, he's, he's done his thing out there. He's still rocking and rolling out there. Uh, that is somebody as well. That if I was the Canucks, if he's healthy, I know he's young, but oof, man, I would look to move him just because of all the budget constraints you're you're facing there and how young he is and what he's gonna be getting paid down the road.
1: You yeah, can, I, I can have definitely no see him being moved.
0: Yeah, and and you can get a great return back for him of of prospects that you can control for while you get your cap situation figured out and draft picks. Uh, All right. And then rounding out the uh, All-Stars, Logan Thompson, goalie for the Vegas Golden Knights. Who saw the goalie being from the Vegas Golden Knights?
1: Not me at the start of the year. That's for certain. Uh, I I thought they were really going to struggle without Robin Lehner, but uh, he has been Thompson has been a real stabilizing force for them. And uh, again, rare for a rookie to uh, make a All Star appearance their first year, but well deserved. Yeah, uh,
0: I'm I'm down with it. I like it. But yeah, if you go back and you listen to our preview episode, oh man, we've talked <laughs> about it a lot. The Golden Knights, we we were not trusting that goalie situation out there, and we were like just a team that's got to outscore their opponent. They're just gonna try and play like nine, eight games every single night. But yeah, it's been it's been a it's been better than we expected. And congratulations to him going to the All Star game. Uh, also found out uh, the coaches as well for the game. We got uh, Jim Montgomery coaching the Atlantic uh, Metropolitan, of course Rob Brendamore, Peter DeBoer <laughs> gets to. Represent the Central. And Vegas is Bruce Cassidy. He like, for-
1: I, I understand uh, a lot of players not opting in uh, for it. Uh, I don't understand the point of having all-star coaches. Yeah. You uh, know, this they're not is running- actually... Mm. They're not going to run practices. They're not going to, you know, call out line combinations on the bench during the game or anything like that. It it doesn't make any sense to me to have coaches there. There, They, they okay. would probably much rather be watching tape for their games going forward. OK,
0: I am with you in the sense of I don't think the coaches need to be any of these coaches because this game is just an exhibition game for the sponsors and the city and the kids. So these coaches don't need to be here, but what would be cooler and would make it more interesting is if you had the coaches be legends, be some of your former stars. So the metropolitan division is coached by Mark Messier. Ooh. the, the Pacific is coached by Wayne Gretzky. You get these guys that the league loves to roll out. You just make it pretty much everybody from the Edmonton Oilers team. You can find a spot for Kevin. Gotti Lee, sure, from the or, know, like, division. Yeah. There you go. You, you just pretty much pull out everybody from the eighties teams, uh, more marketing, more selling. Like that would be, I think cooler because you're right. They, these coaches are just there to say, change it up that's it that's all they're there to do
1: yeah i i think that that's a that's a good idea and that would make a much better use out of everyone's time of for for that to and then it gives you know old heads like you and me more of a reason to tune in and see it so i think that would be yeah i i think if you could you know limit it or you know Celebrity coaches does john ham show up to coach the you know the central division or something like that i think i think you they should yeah. use that as an opportunity to shine that spotlight on it rather than you know the thrilling personality of peter DeBoer. exactly that's you know that's what i'm this is supposed to be a fun
0: weekend and i i mentioned peter DeBoer. that doesn't i don't i don't put fun and Peter DeBoer in the same sentence. Like that's not a thing you do, but I think that would, but I think if you do, I like the celebrity thing as well, because you can get, you can find ways to make this the exhibition game that people want to watch. The issue that uh, I don't, I used to love the all-star weekends growing up when I was a kid. And I recognize now as an elder millennial, what this weekend is all about. Yeah. Typically people complain about it because it's, it really is just an exhibition game and nobody's trying, but that's the thing. It's for sponsors that want to put their name on things and get to take photos with the players. It's for the city because they get a boom in the fact that all these sponsors are there and people are coming in to kind of just see all these stars in one spot, the kids, like how I used to be. Love it. So I get it. But there are ways to capitalize on it and make it entertaining to us, the audience. And I do think that leaning into the gimmick aspect of it for the at-home viewing, like when, when they did the stupid follow the puck thing, that was fun. Yeah. I mean, and then they did the classic NHL thing and they drove it right into the ground instantly. They were like, something's fun, how do we kill it?
1: yeah and and, it, and it's weird seeing that you know obviously the MLB you know home field advantage can mean well, they lot.
0: got rid of that they got rid of that well they did, yeah, because everybody was like, this is <laughs> everybody got mad about that. oh wait now yeah. did they get rid of it? I thought they it got sounds rid of it sounds like
1: something they do
0: they definitely yeah. did it, but I swear they got rid of it yeah
1: and, and the and and it's just weird seeing some guys play for you know, a little extra money to, you know, give them some reason to actually try in it. And it, I don't know, between, you know, uh, Ovechkin doing the sunglasses and the two sticks during, for the, you know, shootout competition or, uh, you know, the Owen Nolan doing the pointing moment. it, It feels like these used to be better when we were younger, but I also feel like it's important to recognize that I think a lot of things were probably better when I was younger too. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, you always have better memories. Um, Major League Baseball has done away with the home field since 2017.
1: Up-to-date news
0: here on the Hockey
1: Show Podcast. Yeah,
0: yeah, so it's the best record uh, of the two teams left. Yeah, so, I I don't know, that's just an option. But either way, All-Star Weekend is coming, and we spent a lot more time on that than I thought we were going to. But, uh, hey, you know what? It's going to be yeah. a fun time. All right, let me pull up the rest of my notes here. All right, so in other news, uh, lots of injury reports actually to get to this week. The Canadians actually announced early today, since this is a little bit of a later recording, that forward Brendan Gallagher is going to be out at least six weeks, lower body injury. He missed Montreal's past three games after scoring in the 6-3 road loss against the Predators back on January 3rd. He's mixed 16 of Montreal's 41 games this season. Uh, sideline most of December. Four goals, five assists so far over the season. Canadians are last in the division, and this just... Sorry, Habs fans.
1: Yeah, it's it's far from the only reason they're struggling, but it's certainly not helping. Yeah, that's yeah, it's that's that's a blow. He's
0: one of the few players there. Excuse me. I'm getting a little choked up over here for him. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs defense with TJ Brody. He was placed on injured reserves. This was announced on Tuesday. Sheldon Keefe, uh, said that the rib injury he has a rib injury shouldn't miss too much time, but he missed Sunday's game. He's got uh 28 games this season, he's third with uh Toronto, two
1: goals, six assists,
0: uh, for eight points.
1: Yeah, this is uh. uh... And this is happening right as uh Sandine's coming off of IR for them too. So it's just kind of a a rotation a rotating shuffle for Toronto at this point. They can't seem to catch a break there on the injury front.
0: Yeah, and but they've been able to overcome it. They've they've, you know, maintained their pace all year. They've they've kept up and um still sitting in the top three out there in the uh Atlantic. So Yeah. Uh This one, uh, Boston Bruins had to place left winger Jake DeBrusque on the uh, injured reserves as well, long-term injured reserve. He suffered a hand and lower body injury back at the Winter Classic, uh, which is interesting because he netted the two goals for the Bruins in the game as well. Uh, On a broken fibula. Yeah, and now he's expected to miss four weeks' time
1: which is odd because otherwise that would definitely be worthy of an all-star uh bid but yeah yeah he, he's uh he some rest there before they gear up for a playoff run not the worst thing for him
0: yeah and all the points they have banked like really honestly it feels like out of everything this year it feels like boston locked up their playoff position um two months ago really
1: early yeah yeah i know and, we're, and- we're you
0: know we're at the midway point point. i safe to say that the Bruins are the first team that I can definitively say will make the playoffs
1: yeah and for the Bruins you know keep in mind they missed the start of the year without Charlie McAvoy and without Brad Marchand
0: Mm -hmm. so uh,
1: so Jake DeBruff's performance was a really big reason for them to have done as well as they have this year so
0: yeah and I'm Their forward, Justin Kirkland, uh, was discharged from the hospital after getting into a car crash on his way to the Ducks game uh, against the Bruins back on Sunday night. They announced uh, Monday that Kirkland um, had full mobility, was communicating with his family, was visiting teammates. Uh, The 26-year-old forward made his NHL debut just back on December 20th with the Ducks, who signed him as a free agent over the summer. He was a third-round pick by Nashville. Uh, so, yeah, a scary situation, but uh, looks like things are going good for Justin Kirkland.
1: Just uh, Matt, the, you feel for a kid in that situation. You know, he's finally getting that chance to, you know, realize his dream and then gets the whole thing completely derailed here again. So hopefully he's able to make a really fast recovery because that's just that's a terrible situation for anyone, uh, much less someone who's just breaking into the league at a advanced age like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, Speaking of advanced recovery, uh, looks like Edmonton Oilers winger, der Kane, is ahead of schedule in his recovery from a lacerated left wrist. He actually could be or the All-Star break, uh, Ken Holland told ESPN back on Monday. He hasn't played since uh, November 11th after his left wrist was cut by the skate blade of lightning forward Pat Maroon. Crazy to think that he's you know, recovery time was pegged for three to four months and could already be back.
1: Hockey players have a weird way of doing that. I don't totally understand how or why they're able to do that, but uh, for one reason or another, they seem to almost kind of be challenged if you tell them they're going to be out for a certain amount of time. Uh, But for, for the Oilers, I know they've been under a lot of pressure to load up and make a trade to try to go on a little bit more of a run here even though uh if the playoffs started today uh they are not going to be in great shape they are last in that wild card spot uh currently tied with the blues uh but i know that uh ken holland uh has a tendency to point to an injured player coming back from and uh saying well actually this is our trade deadline acquisition so I wouldn't be all that surprised to hear Ken Holland say Evander Kane is their trade deadline acquisition.
0: Uh, No, I mean, uh, I get that from a GM's point of view, but I hate it from a stand point of view as well,
1: because
0: it's, it's not an acquisition. It's we're getting back something that we already had acquired. Like this is, this is the thing coming back healthy. That is ours. Like you're, you're. I, I see it as, as, as a cop act. It's just that, mm, no, we're not doing it because, see, what, he's coming back, and he's he's typically a 30-goal scorer, so we're adding a 30-goal scorer without having to give something up. Yeah, but you're going to get back that 30-goal scorer anyway, and you could have added something else. Oh, oh I didn't say it was smart.
1: Scorer. I just said this is what he's going to do. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He is, a, he is a GM, and yeah. many of them are not that smart. Uh, some good news, though, this past week. Uh, Nicholas Backstrom and Tom Wilson made their season debuts for the Capitals. They actually blanked the Blue Jackets, one nothing in that Sunday night game. First time both of them were on the ice at Capital one Arena since last year's Stanley Cup playoffs in May. They both underwent procedures in the offseason. Uh, Backstrom had his hip
1: resurfacing surgery resurfacing surgery
0: which i I don't know what that is i never looked into it but that just
1: sounds huh yeah that that sounds like something you're lucky to walk after much less uh you know compete in hockey at its highest level uh so i i know a lot of people were worried that he may not play again so the fact that he's back at all is going to be a huge huge bonus to them And then, uh, Tom Wilson had the ACL surgery, which Mm -hmm. we, we've talked about this before, but it's always a little scary when a player has a knee surgery like that, that they may not ever get back to their original greatness, so to speak.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, um, there's still going to be huge bums for that Capitals team, which has been playing pretty good hockey since all of a sudden, uh... Peter Laviolette over there stopped screwing around and started letting them play a little more free and wild type of hockey and their style of hockey has been working and yeah, they're, they're looking pretty good and and getting these guys back is just going to make them even better.
1: I've definitely heard some people point to Peter Laviolette changing styles a bit as a reason that they're kind of starting to win a lot more games now. Uh, They're 7-1-2 in their last 10. They've had a chance to really kind of adjust to uh, having these players out of the lineup. Uh, I've always said that I don't like to be in a position to defend Tom Wilson, uh, so I won't. But Nicholas Backstrom, uh, having been on Ovechkin's uh, center for the longest time here, Uh, has got to, you know, help with that familiarity there. And if you're able to move uh, Kuznetsov there to the second line, then you can actually have, you know, some more complex uh, goal-scoring threats spread out there. Uh, Ovechkin, speaking of which, is at his 29th goal of the year. Uh, That puts him at 809 and needs 85 to go to tie Gretzky's record. Huh, he just
0: gonna keep getting closer and closer and closer it's gonna be it actually you know it is gonna be kind of cool when backstrom is there uh when he breaks the record since he has been a part of so much of it like that's gonna yeah, be I a wonder, cool emotional moment
1: yeah so it's but i think it's safe to say backstrom probably assisted on more Ovechkin goals than anybody else oh, yeah. uh, i haven't looked that up but i would have a hard time believing otherwise. Yeah, so, I'd venture they. So yeah, having him there for the chase should be something really good for them to have. Uh what what has been a little surprising there is as they came back, they uh scratched uh Anthony Mantha to make room uh for them to come in there and to uh-huh. kind of send a message since he's been so wildly inconsistent. Uh, it's been it's fine. It, a lot of times, you know, a trade works out for both teams or, uh, you know, one really wins over the other. That's odd to see a trade like that that hasn't worked for either team whatsoever up to this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, it, the, it it's, it's rare, but it does happen because, yeah, usually typically somebody walks away with the better end of that deal or, you know, but for right now, it might not look that good. But who knows? Maybe a few years down yeah. the road. Uh, you know, kind of like the Tage Thompson deal. Yeah. Yeah. That actually ended up working out for both of them. Let's be real.
1: Uh, yeah, the, uh, you know, when anytime you can get a, uh, a Stanley cup and, and, uh, the con Smythe winner is the guy you traded for, You got to feel like you did something right there, but at the same time, you know, what would you, would you do, uh, O'Reilly for, uh, Thompson right now? No, <laughs> and if, yeah. If I'm the Sabers, I definitely don't. But yeah, no,
0: no. If I'm the yeah, Blues,
1: so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's got to make you make you feel like Buffalo made the right choice there too. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But, but yeah, the uh, the Capitals have been looking really good here lately. Uh, when I definitely wrote them off here after a couple of months, uh, they're currently in the first wild card position. Uh, they are. The Rangers have one game in hand on them and are point up on them. Uh, they're losing to the Flyers right now, but it's 2-1. We Everyone's had all kinds of comeback victories this year. Uh, anything can happen for the Capitals at this point.
0: Yeah, I think that's the TNT game tonight, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, all right. Going to have
0: to turn that on soon. Last thing I've got jotted down, and we don't have to spend much time on it, but... Uh, Jimmy VC signed a two year extension with the Rangers. It's only an 800,000 hit on the cap. I have been somebody that has been a fan of Jimmy VC since he first came into the league. I think this is a dude that when he came to the Rangers the first time out of college, there was just so much hype around him that everybody thought this was going to be a 30 goal scorer. But he's found his spot in the NHL, and it is a bottom six guy that can play top six minutes if you need him to fill in. But he's more or less a grinder out there. Uh, you know, he's got like thirteen points this season, so it's not somebody that's going to light up the scoreboard. But he's he he can grind it in the corner for you. He can penalty kill for you. And when you need him to step up because somebody's in the box or somebody, you know, like just somebody's injured, he can do give you a couple games up top.
1: Yeah. It's, I think the best way to describe Jimmy Vesey's role at this point is this $800,000 he's going to get will be a raise. Uh, so mm-hmm. that kind of tells you, you know, the level that he's being paid, the role that he's playing there on the team. Uh, and there in New York City, $800,000 means he probably won't have to have a roommate anymore in a one-bedroom apartment. Am I
0: right? Yeah, studio apartment. <laughs> <laughs> overlooking, um, uh, overlooking this man in a park that every night at midnight
1: yodels. <laughs> only in New York, baby. Yeah, only in um, New York. Uh, so, so other thing I wanted to make sure that we touched on, uh, was Blake Wheeler. Uh, he, uh, recently came back from a nine game absence, uh, after a game on December the 15th against Nashville. Uh, he suffered a ruptured testicle during that game. Ow. And when, when I sent you this news, I wasn't sure if we were going to use it for our show or if you were going to mention it on your morning show, because uh, that seems like a story everyone can kind of get behind. But, uh, yeah, he blocked a shot from his all-star teammate, Josh Morrissey, and, uh, yeah, it finished the game after this, which I know hockey players are one to, uh, to you know, play hurt. Uh, rather than play injured but uh if you if you suffer an injury where you think you may have ruptured a testicle uh i'm here to tell all the kids out there you can go ahead and take the rest of the game off it's okay you know it's not going to it's not going to to be the end of the world here if you have to you know stop a serious internal bleeding situation like that Uh,
0: Uh, No, 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 no. You are so wrong. You got to stay out there for the team, man. You got to keep, you got to keep it up for the team. You can't, you can't leave them hanging. Consider
1: (laughs) (laughs) like a testicle. I get it. Uh, Oddly enough, he blocked a shot against uh, Chris Russell in Edmonton last year in the playoffs uh, and suffered uh, some, a, not the same kind of injury, but you know, a similar style. Uh, And was quoted as saying, I've got three beautiful kids, we're not having any more, so what the hell? Uh, Which makes me a little concerned that Blake Wheeler is seeking out testicular injuries on purpose.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. The wife The wife just mentioned how much she really enjoys kids. You know what? Somebody shoot the puck at my... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, babe. You can't... No, nope. I ruptured it. I need at least three months.
1: <laughs> well, that, that's oh. what you get out of a good American player like that. You, you don't see any of these Russians coming over, rupturing their testicles, and going over here. From Europe.
0: No, they play from... that soft game.
1: <laughs> yeah, they they, they play, play that with their unruptured testicles.
0: testicles. Yeah, <laughs> they like their testicles unruptured. Yeah. Us Americans, we rupture them and keep
1: playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we're awful. Oh gosh. Um, yeah. So, so the Blackhawks, real quick. Okay. I wanted to get. I really wanted to get your opinion on this because a lot of this has just been uh speculation but i heard about it on enough podcasts that it was curious to bring up uh patrick kane up to this point not having having the best of his career uh there is speculation that he may be uh harboring some sort of injury and uh probably not the uh the most wild assumption you can make there: uh, 37 games played. He has 27 points and is a minus 24. Uh, so definitively the worst career or er, uh, year so far of his career. Uh, what some people are speculating of is what they may want to do is re-sign him for one additional year. Uh, Shut him down for the rest of this season and then next year get a chance to really let him shine and uh, trade him and get a return for him then. I'm curious to know your thoughts on that approach.
0: Well, that's even if he would want to take the one year deal to stay in Chicago, a team that has made it very clear we're in a rebuild, and it's not a quick rebuild. We're we're in a legit rebuild here. So I find it hard to believe that Patrick Kane, I mean, unless he absolutely loves Chicago, wants to be there, Blackhawk for life, I find it hard to believe that he would sign a one-year extension. I think he's getting traded. I just think that the return is not going to be there this year. I think it would be wise, though, for the Blackhawks to start healthy scratching him for a few games, give him some time to rest, especially if he is got an injury. You know, you want him to be as healthy as possible, shine for a couple weeks prior to the deadline, and then go, all right, we're listening. From these teams, of course, because he has the no move clause,
1: yeah, and I think that's where a lot of it the whole idea of it really falls apart is that if I'm Patrick Kane, the only way I'm resigning for a year to get traded is uh is to you know do Chicago a solid uh when really, I never said I wanted to get traded in the first place, so as far as I'm concerned, if I'm in his shoes uh he is from buffalo originally i don't know why he wouldn't just sign with a team like the sabers like the rangers like whoever in the off season once he's a ufa you know because because if if they say we want to shut you down for the year and resign you and he says i don't want to resign this, well your your hands are kind of tied there if you're chicago but uh it, yeah it's just it's hard to see a situation where that move makes sense from the player's perspective mm-hmm. rather than from uh the team's perspective i get why it makes sense for the team but if i'm oh yeah patrick, if I'm patrick kane i have no earthly idea why anyone would expect me to do that
0: yeah I, again outside of just a loyalty to the organization and to it you know i want to be here till the end no matter what i'm going to stay on this ship but but even at that moment you know you're the Blackhawks. You don't want him to stay on the ship. Like you want him off. All- yeah, yeah. the
1: The whole point of <laughs> point of this is was to get him off of the team at a yeah. certain point. Not not because he's a bad player or bad locker room, uh, you know, presence or something like that, but just because he makes ten and a half million dollars and he's thirty four years old. So yeah, it's hard. It's yeah, it, it's hard to see that coming for to fruition. I'm glad. You see it the same way I did, because I thought that yeah. was really, really bizarre for someone to suggest.
0: Yeah, that's a weird take, uh, and it is a very, like, it was almost like a very Homer-like Chicago. Like, you know, the best thing that Patrick Gaines should do, okay, is what Mike Dicka did, and that's stay in Chicago. All right, let me tell you, Patrick Gaines gonna sign a one-year 1.25 million dollar contract because he's really gonna take that hometown deal all right and he's gonna stay he's gonna show these kids and these kids are gonna learn from from patrick kane the hawks
1: but what, what what it would what would Mike Francesca's uh, t- take uh, on the Black Fox I got, I,
0: I got, I got, I just got old SNL skits from the nineties, man.
1: <laughs> I, I wanted to make a joke about how the wind conditions would affect the hockey game for Mike Francesca. The the Chicago winds, not much. I would too.
0: The Chicago wins are what helped Patrick Kane in that arena. Fly the way that he flies. Uh, WFAN Sports Talk. Francesca in the afternoons. Let's talk hockey. Nah, he'd never talk hockey.
1: Well, he sticks to what he knows. So and and for people that have no idea what we're talking about, uh Mike Francesca is a longtime New York City sports personality, uh, that one time uh got roasted for going on about what the weather conditions were gonna be like for a game that was taking place in a dome. Yeah. It's
0: quite great uh you got anything else this week oh no that's pretty much it for me all right well i think that's pretty much it for the show then uh yay fun times all right thank you for um, listening everyone yeah as always thanks for the listen uh john anything to plug
1: uh i am on twitter at jt evans the number zero you can talk to me there or or you cannot you know i'm not the boss of you that's true
0: And I am at wonderful underscore radio on Twitter. And remember as well, when you're on Twitter, vote for John and myself for the NHL all-star game. Uh,
1: I'm going to go try my skates on here shortly. Uh,
0: I don't even have mine here. Oh, well. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye everybody. Later.
1: The girls, her tomb was nearly broken, Hunted salute saluted father, dear, and kiss me, darling, mother, drink a pint of beer, and tears and grief to smother enough to reap the corn, leave where I was born, cut to stop the thorn of banished ghosts and goblins, brand new pair of brogues, rattling all the bugs, frightening all the dogs, on the rocky road to Dublin, one, two, three, four, five, on the hair, a turn her down the rocky road, all the way to Dublin, whack for all the love.